0: For more information about Living Word St. Paul, head on over to lwcc.org St. Paul. Hey guys, this video, unlike other videos, we really try to diversify in who we make our videos for, but we want to always make sure that the audience that we're making these for is clear. And so this video is for uh, people who call themselves Christians, if you consider yourself a Bible-believing Christian, then this message is really geared towards you. I wanna read a commonly quoted verse, and then I wanna back up before to get a little bit of context here. Uh, Mark eleven twenty-three 23 and 24, this is Jesus talking. It says, Jesus said to them, have faith in God. Truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that what he says will come to pass, it will be done for him. Therefore I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it. Whatever you ask in prayer, believe that you have received it and it will be yours. And this is an interesting little, like some people separate this and they just put a period there, but he continues his thought and says, and whenever you stand praying, forgive. If you have anything against anyone, so that your Father which is in heaven may forgive you of your trespasses." It might sound a little bit manipulative, like God is saying, if you don't forgive people, I won't forgive you. But more so, what he's saying here is that if you are unable to forgive people, you really haven't understood how forgiven you are. And that's a good way to start this. That for any of you who look at a verse like this, honestly, this is how I feel about it. Forgiveness can sound so cold-hearted sometimes and so minimizing to people's pain, especially in religious settings. You hear about this all the time, where um, say there's a lot of abuse in a household or in a marital setting, and say a husband is abusing the wife physically and emotionally, and the pastor, say they go to a church, they go into the pastor, and the pastor says, well, he says to the wife well you you just have to forgive him forgive and forget to me i think that's the antithesis of the way of jesus it's not at all that you have to deny what happened to you in order to forget and forgive i don't believe that you can forget and forgive unless you acknowledge first the real pain and feel the pain that has been um, perpetrated onto you. And so in this, I want us to understand that it's not God saying, I won't forgive you unless you forgive others. He's more so saying, until you really understand how forgiven you are and how loved you are, you're really not going to be able to transfer that to other people's lives. And so before we even start talking about forgiving other people, we should really start talking about how this God forgives us. Until you know how forgiven you are, that is completely and entirely and eternally forgiven because of Jesus, Uh, you're really not gonna be able to give that forgiveness towards anyone else. But before he says that, he's talking all about faith. And if you grew up, again, this video is really made towards Christians because we hear the most about faith of any other religion that exists, that this faith is preceded or followed by forgiveness. Before we understand what he's really saying here, we have to understand that before he talked about faith, a lot has happened up until this point. Jesus was welcomed into the city of Jerusalem for the first time by the masses in this really big, almost looks like a worship service kind of a vibe. They're singing to him. Um, They're saying, Hosanna to the highest, welcome to the son of David. It seems like the greatest acceptance of Jesus's true identity of any time in his whole ministry beforehand. But what's so interesting is after Jesus is welcomed into the city and into the temple, it says that he went out and he was hungry, and he seeing from afar goes to a fig tree that he's going to try to pick fruit from, but when he gets to the fig tree, the fig tree doesn't have any fruit. So he randomly curses the fig tree, which to me sounds really random. To be honest, for a long time, I'm not sure why he did that, but we'll talk about that in a second. He curses the fig tree. After he curses the fig tree and says that, basically, I curse you to your roots, basically tells the tree to die, which if you're saying this is random, I'm completely agreeing with you. After he curses the fig tree, it says he goes into the religious space, the religious center, and he overturns all the money changers and those that sold sacrifices. Why do you need sacrifices in that time? For the forgiveness of your sins. That's how they got forgiveness in that time, is there would be bloodshed from a pure life, from the life of an animal, and they didn't have to die because there was one that died in their place. And so that being said, Jesus goes in, flips over all of the tables of people that are making people buy forgiveness, making people buy forgiveness from God. This is how so many people that I know grew up in religious spaces that make you pay for things that God was meant to give you for free. Everything that God gives through Scripture, through Jesus, is for free. And yet we find Jesus, after he curses the fig tree, it sounds like such a random order, he curses a fig tree, he snaps on all the religious people in the temple, Then after he snaps on all the religious people who are running a whole financial scheme, he goes and they find that the fig tree has died. After they find that the fig tree has died, then he goes on the whole speech on have faith in God, forgive, all of that stuff is preceded by this random order of events. But if you really look at what's happening here, Jesus is showing us that before we ever even talk about having faith in God, before we even talk about forgiving another person, we have to first, he curses a fig tree. What does that mean, Jamie? A fig tree when Adam and Eve in the very first sin of humanity Because of their fear, guilt, and shame, they covered themselves in fig leaves. What is this tree that Jesus curses? It's a fig tree that doesn't have fruit. It only has leaves. So Jesus is cursing symbolically the self-righteousness that is permeating the religion of Israel. And what is this self-righteousness doing? It is, making, it is making people pay for fruit that was meant to be given for free. That's the whole point of fruit. Fruit is free. That's why Jesus goes to this tree looking for fruit, but there's none. Because on this tree of self-righteousness, where it is entirely based on appearance. And we all know people like that, right? I used to live my whole life just like this fig tree, that it looks so good from afar. It looks so good, all my leaves, all the different identities that I put onto myself, how well I pray, how spiritually sounding I pray, how well I appear to follow the rules. But honestly, if you were to go behind the scenes and look at my life, There wasn't any fruit to take from my life. There were leaves, but not any love, not any real substance to my life. My marriage wasn't very good while I preached sermons, hoping that one day I would arrive at like a good marriage and what the Bible calls fruit. But honestly, my life really hasn't started to develop what I would call or what the Bible would call fruit until I really cursed self-righteousness in my life, to the point where now I'm going to take off my fig leaves, take off these appearances, and really allow, because here's the truth, if it's all based on appearance, Jesus is cursing something that appears to be healthy, but doesn't carry the reality of health. And I think that's what happened, that's what has happened so much in the year 2020. Jesus is cursing things, things are dying, and I'm talking about things, I'm not talking about people. Things even in my life personally that have died, they've died because they carried an appearance of health but not the reality of it. So thank God it dies, because until that thing that I'm just trying to present to the world dies, I'm not, evil, I'm not even able to talk about having faith in God because as long as I operate on the basis of self-righteousness, where if I do good things, God will give me good things, if I pretend to love people, because here's the truth, if you're loving people in order for God to give you things, you're not really loving them. That's called manipulating God into thinking that he's going to bless you, but that's what he's saying here. You can't even talk about faith until you first understand how. forgiven you are. But as long as you think that God's going to make you pay for forgiveness, you're going to make other people pay for your forgiveness. And that's what we see happen on so many relational fronts, where you will make someone pay for what they did to you. I'm going to make you pay. That's really how we see justice nowadays, most of us. Justice is you paying for how you've hurt me. But what Jesus is saying here is this whole system is based on a righteousness that doesn't even come from God. This system is not God given, it's all based on man's thinking. That these people are paying, they're making people pay to receive forgiveness and grace from God, but Jesus flips this lie on its head to show all of us that I wanna remind you in case you haven't heard it in a while, God's love for you is free. God's future for you is free. God's fruit that he has for you is free. When I say fruit, I mean all the love, joy, peace, and those can sound cliche, but I'm telling you, a life full of these things is a life lived in a heavenly atmosphere. This is a whole different way to live. A life where now I'm not doing what I do because I have to do it. I'm doing what I do because I want to. Now I actually show people affection around me just because I actually love them. I'm not forcing it. I'm not making myself do it. And when people hurt me, this has taken a lot of transformation in my life, but I think for the first time I've begin to notice I'm not making as many people pay for my forgiveness as I used to. I used to make people really, really pay. That if you hurt me or if you betrayed me, that I'm going to make you pay in order to forgive you. But I never really gave them forgiveness because forgiveness has to be given first by God to me and then from me to others around me. But I can't give it until it's been given to me and it's been freely given to me, and if it's been freely given to me, I can freely give it to you. If freedom has been given freely to me, I can give freedom freely to you. And if we're able to live our lives on that basis, which is the opposite of what so many churches will teach you, that first off, God loves you unconditionally for free, that he has good plans for you for free, that all the love, joy and peace, all ev- all life that permeates in the world around you, He gives with no price attached. So if you're noticing, here's the thing, it's not that I even wanted to make people pay because honestly, when you make people pay, they're most of the time not able to, to pay. There's not a price they can pay to really get your forgiveness, it has to be, just like there wasn't a price that we could pay. There had to be someone else's blood shed that wasn't my own. It was either mine or something else that had to be paid. Life had to be paid. But that being said, what's so beautiful about this, And what's so beautiful about this message is to wrap up for every single person watching this, all the love in the world is available for free. All love from God, love that you can give to people, you can love so much more freely, that you can not only just love people, but you can actually even love what you do more. I find myself doing what I'm doing right now, which is speaking, which is the gift that God gave me, and I'm enjoying it more than I really genuinely enjoy it. I'm not doing it because I have to. I'm doing it because I want to. But I'm only doing it because I want to because I realize God forgave me just because he wanted to. He didn't have to forgive me. He doesn't have to love me, but he chooses to. And so with that being said, my prayer for everyone watching this video is that you would get a deep realization more than ever before of how forgiven and loved free from all fear, guilt, and shame that you really are. And as a result, you'd be able to give freedom as freely as it's been given to you. And with this, I pray that every area of your life bears fruit, it wouldn't just be a bunch of leaves, but it would actually bear fruit for other people to receive from. That being said, thank you so much for watching this video. We've actually moved to a house church model in 2020, and our goal is to be a global community um so whether you watch this from wherever it is we believe in a god who speaks all languages and so that being said we believe in a church that also will do the same and so thank you for watching this video if you'd like more information on our church um there's some links in the video that you can click on and we'd love for you to we uh, everybody's welcome in this community Uh, no matter what language you speak. And so that being said, please share this video and I hope you enjoyed it. Guys, thank you so much for taking the time to join us today. If you'd like to connect with us further, go to our website so we can help you connect with one of our hosts. We understand that there are some that wanna support what we're doing financially, so we wanna give you the space to do so feel free to text LWSP and your amount to 28950 or you can visit lwcc.org give. We want you to know if you feel obligated to give at this moment, please don't give. To those who are giving today though, we want to give you a big thank you and thank you for your financial support as we continue to support our community and share this message. Lastly, as always, stay connected with us throughout the week by following our Instagram or visiting our website, lwcc.org St. Paul. And we'll see you guys next week.